Hey guys, welcome back to Tooncasters. This time we're five people. So Yay. you're gonna hear a lot of distinct right. voices throughout this episode. I'm Leah and why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Hey, I'm Dio. I will be uh, recording this episode, so excuse if some audio sounds a little different than usual. And I was here on the last episode of the Tooncasters with Leo. Yeah, I'm Jed. I was also on the podcast of Tooncasters. And yeah, I'm just here to give another um, viewpoint of it, like how big the Animaniacs were in the UK. Because I'm the only one in here that's from the UK. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Mike Maverick, uh, the host of a certain show that I don't know if I want to discuss right now. But <laughs> I'm here because, hey. I'm going to talk about Animaniacs along with you guys, and I wish we were to talk about Vamber Warrior from Mighty Magic Swords. <laughs> and we have okay, Chase, yeah. who was with me on the Adult Swim episode, depending on when this comes out. Hopefully it comes out afterwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was all fun there. Hopefully we don't go as long as that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I guess Mike kind of revealed it, but yes, we're talking about Animaniacs today. I mean, how can you have a podcast about cartoons and not talk about Animaniacs? Yeah, Animaniacs is, even though it's a show that I've never watched, it's a show that, like, I've heard of from, like, you know, memes and, you know, Twitter, and especially given that the reboot has happened, that's, that's yeah. like, one of the main things I heard, I've, I've seen of Animaniacs in, like, the recent times. Other than that, it's a pretty popular show from what I know. It's part of Americana at this point, basically. Oh yeah, question. What was everyone's first like time watching it or experiencing anything to do with Animaniacs? For me, it was the it was a song about every country in the world, which is quite outdated in, in today's terms. Yaku's world. That's what you're referring yeah. to. Yes, Yaku's world. It's uh quite dated compared to now because I think it was like in the 80s because there's a lot of countries that don't exist anymore and that are or that are their own independent countries now. So I was like, yeah, this didn't age too well. But then again, I was like, the world the world keeps changing anyways. Mine there are a lot of countries that weren't mentioned in the song anyway. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not sure which ones, though, from what I know. Um, mine was actually because of uh, Pinky and the Brain because like through that, I learned because like my uncle grew up like when Animaniacs was shown on the TV yeah. and he had a damn, this sounds a bit dated he had a VHS tape of it oh <laughs> and yeah, yeah yeah I remember growing up watching those the VHS tapes of them yeah time like, went... okay I really like this it's, it's just fun and the songs and everything was fun didn't yeah. understand the jokes until the reboot came out and then I watched the old ones again but yeah it's fun. And I'm kind of surprised that Animaniacs would air in the UK where you live because there are so many references in that show that non-Americans would probably not get. Yeah, Ed in the UK, I, I can't remember what channel aired it, but uh, like, the, the reason why I can't remember what channel that aired it was aired before I was born. Yeah, given that there's like two versions of Animaniacs, like the one that's on Hulu and then the second one that like I'm sure only all of us have seen from like reruns on television compared to like, you know, people that are probably older that have seen it like regularly on television. Uh, also, uh, Mike, Chase, what are your like first memories of uh, Animaniacs from what you can recollect? My first recollection of watching Animaniacs was probably similar to yours, Dio, except it wasn't about the countries of the world. It was actually the uh, all the states of America and its capitals. Oh, um... America? 
Yeah. Yeah, that one. That was my first exposure to Animaniacs. Yeah, that that was uh. I remember it very vaguely because mostly because that one is like I guess a little lesser known than Yakko's Yakko's World. Non Americans don't care about Waka's America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mike? What's your first uh, experience of Animaniacs? Well, the first experience is where uh, it moved from Fox to uh, this uh, station known as Kids WB. And the first episode I saw when they premiered Animaniacs on Kids WB is Super Strong Warner Siblings. Isn't Kids, guys... isn't Kids 4 WB the channel that turned to 4Kids? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> My God. Yeah. Yeah, it Uh-oh. yeah it was it was Kids WB and then it kind of it then it kind of migrate from uh, Kids WB to CW for Kids or whatever it's called now. Yeah, but uh, action to Four Kids Entertainment because much. because with C because uh, CW became kind of merged with uh, Time Warner and with not Time Warner but Warner Media and uh, Paramount not Paramount United Paramount Paramount Network back then. And yeah, it, yeah, it's kind of confusing now. Any connection to Four Kids Entertainment? I believe so. Wait, connection? What? I think well, Four Kids. No, I think Four Kids and uh, Four Kids Entertainment would be a subsidiary, wouldn't it? The thing is, it was okay. Four Kids have their own thing called a, the Fox Box. It did kind of like uh, migrate to Four Kids TV. And then when when Fox decided, hey, we don't want to do Saturday morning stuff anymore, so. They moved it to Kids WB to CW for Kids yeah. since the merger happened. But anyways, getting off topic. That's something we're all. That's something we're all good at here at the Tunecast. We're good yeah. at getting off topic. <laughs> yeah. No matter who's the host, we're good at getting off topic. Yeah, I'm just looking at what, what happened to Four Kids. Yeah, yeah. It, got, it got bought out by Konami. Konami, yeah, got, owns yeah. It? yeah, yeah. Konami now owns uh, half of the uh, what's it called the Four Kids Library. Yeah. Huh. That's and same with uh, same with uh, what's it called? Same with the Pokemon Network. Pokemon Company also owns uh, the rights to the Pokemon anime. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, and and uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, obviously. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Anyways, the first episode I watched when Kids WB not CW Four Kids Kids WB back in nineteen ninety five, and yes, I was well twelve years old back then. Wait, you're twelve twelve years old in ninety five. How old are you? Oh, God, 39. <laughs> Holy crap, I didn't I, know you were that old. I, yes, oh my. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were like, oh like you're maybe your, your late 20s at least. Some people say I look like in my 20s, but dude, I'm I'm just like, what is like, I'm not, it's like, why am I getting old? I'm, I'm still young, <laughs> but I'm not that, not that young. Oh, man. But uh, in any case. Mike, Mike here has discovered a fountain of youth. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't smoke or drink. Like yeah, that could... yeah. <laughs> but uh, in any case, Super Strong Warner Siblings was the uh, episode because back then I was a huge Power Rangers fan, and I see when I see Animaniacs made fun, made a a parody of Power Rangers, which is completely hilarious. Because here's the reason why: because since they on their own network. Their own affiliate network. They just took a pot shot to Fox Kids yeah. in their flagship series. Yeah, so I suggest look look that episode up. 
super strong Warner siblings. If you're a fan of the Warner Brothers as secret agents, maybe you should check out the Animaniacs comics, because in these comics, Hello Nurse is a secret agent. I know. I love those comics when I was back then. I, for to be honest, I just have a huge crush on Hello Nurse as a secret agent. And, for some reason. And that was my first introduction to Animaniacs via these comics. <laughs> I, I actually never knew that Animaniacs even had comic books. Or like, you know, or even had comics in general. You have comics, and in these comics, Hello Nurse is a secret agent, and it's so cool. And that's the reason why I came up with my, my OC as a freaking secret agent or a bounty huntress or whatever. I'm still trying to make a story out of her. I'm looking up Hello Nurse right now, and yeah, I can... I, I could, I could definitely see you the know appeal. Hello Nurse has several PhDs and won the Nobel Prize and a Pulitzer Prize. Oh wow! Huh? I did not know that. And yes, there it is. I, even though it still, it's it takes me back. It really takes me back. And someone on DeviantArt already made an art of her. <laughs> when did Animaniacs air? Like, for what time period in the U.S.? Given that uh, Mike said around '95, I can only assume maybe. Well, well, I think I think then, if I'm not mistaken, because I remember when um, Yakko's World was a song. I I would kind of assume maybe the late '80s. Well, no, actually, it, it debuted in yeah, Anime Acts debuted in 1993. That's that, oh, that's oh. weird because I remember because one of the countries was Yugoslavia, and I'm like, wait, Yugoslavia wasn't yeah, country in '93. No, I think by that point no, they were uh, they were broken up, didn't they? No. Yugoslavia was additionally would be in this podcast. Like that's a different topic. Yeah, that's a different topic. Yeah. <laughs> Although in fairness, it's like, yeah, it's something mentioned in the cartoon, so it's like, uh what was yeah. this in ninety-three? Oh, and by the way, retweeting the uh Hello Nurse comic, Hello Nurse Agent of Hubba, thanks to his tweet from reference Imperium Emporium or Malteser Refs. The Maltese Refs. Ref Refs, the reference. Oh no, yeah, dear. 1982. Uh, no. No, the reason why it's still mentioned in the Animaniacs song. Why? Because the first declared data independence, yeah, the actual country still was oh. called the Federal Republic of Yugoslavia. Oh, well, right? that makes sense. It, it, it still broke up into other countries, but it was still, there was still one for Yugoslavia. Until, oh, okay. Like, yeah, that makes uh, sense. I think there was a UK dog of it. I'm wait, not sure. Wait, wait, you're telling me there's a UK dub of anime? Why would they need a dub? What? what? what UK? What? <laughs> Why? Uh, because because when you Google it, it's like, yeah, things come up about it, but there's like no definite like proof of it. It's like there are people talking about it, but there's like no thing that's showing it. See, see, the thing that's baffling me the most right now is just the fact that, okay, yeah, yeah well, Animaniacs is an American show. With, you know, American speaking, why do they need a UK dub? Okay, when I hear UK dub, I'm just thinking of, I'm just, I'm thinking back to the 4Ks Pokemon where they would refer to a rice ball as a jelly donut. And I'm just thinking, okay, the 4K version, they would just call that, um, I don't know, a fucking biscuit or something. Yeah, and in the UK, it's yeah. a scone. Speaking of dubs, Animaniacs was actually dubbed in modern standard Arabic. However, this dub was heavily butchered. Oh, we removed yeah. a lot of references talk- to Hello Nurse. Are we because... talking those stories levels of bad? No, they removed a lot of references to Hello Nurse because Hello Nurse was rather scantily clad, and 
uh, Arabic-speaking countries or ever conservative. I mean, yeah, because like some sometimes you gotta mess with the script a little bit when um it's different in like certain countries, but it's a uh, yeah. Dubs are always interesting though, no matter what, because like you never know like how like the actors are gonna or like the voice actors how they're gonna do. Like some dubs are pretty hilarious. Many of the references to American pop culture were just. Oh my god, we're just messed <laughs> up in the dub. I was thinking about the scantily clad thing. Um, did they do the exact same thing to Minerva Mink? I'm not sure about Minerva Mink, to be honest. What? Because I didn't watch the Arabic dub. I watched the show in English. I do uh, speak Arabic. I just didn't watch the show in Arabic. Ah, uh, gotcha. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Arabians uh, did this, trying to do this to Minerva Mink, because you know how their beliefs are and... Yeah, it, it it would be very difficult to kind of air an episode like that in countries where, like, yeah, that wouldn't really slide too well. But in a way, it's also like, well, at least as long as the animation's oh, yeah. funny. What are some uh, other things from uh, Animaniacs that are like of like very well known, given the the rich history of the show? For me, a few episodes when you see uh, some characters from Tiny Toon Adventures uh, crossover, like. For example, uh, the, the, the episode called The Big Rap Party Tonight, there's a song, right? Mm -hmm. And in, in, the, in the song, uh, you see, like, uh, the cat, the cat uh, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot shaking hands with Buster, Babs, and Plucky. Yep. And, and another Tiny Toons Enemy X crossover is the one with Elmira. Mm -hmm. and, and, of course, people probably understand what kind, what, uh, how controversial Elmira is. Like, for example, Elmira is more of a character that, well, her character is more like, okay, in Tiny Two Adventures, right? You got Elmira being mentored by Elmer Fudd. Yeah. Like Elmer Fudd, who loves to hunt rabbits, but Elmira loves to hug them, like hug the animals and squeeze them and into itty bitty pieces and all that nonsense. Yeah. And the thing is with Elmira is like, oh my God. There are people who are like, I think, animal active, activist rights don't like her, for example, because how controversial she is. And that's, I think, I guess you heard about the whole Tiny Two Adventures reboot coming out. And they say, oh, Myra's not going to be coming back to the Tiny Two Adventures reboot. Yeah. Yeah, which I understand. And not to mention, Elmira failed to understand about closure and, you know, give people's personal space. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's what and that's where uh Elmira does in Animaniacs. Like in Animaniacs, uh Elmira calls uh, the Warner siblings puppy dogs. Oh and boy. Trying to try to hug and squeeze them and everything else. And then the and then the Warners love to like teach her a lesson yeah. in that episode, in that same episode. And of course, and the reason why and okay, yeah, because this episode, Dr. Scratch and Sniff. Trying to like uh, get, uh, trying to get the Warners to you know have some sort of a therapy section, mm -hmm. and they bring out Elmira in that episode. What kind of role does he serve? I remember being a stereotypical German. He's supposed to be some sort of celeb, a psychiatrist for the celebrities, right? But what kind of role does he serve in the series? <laughs> I feel like uh, the issue on something on that along those lines, given that I even though I've never seen the show, I've seen enough shows to kind of see certain flaws in that context where it's like, 
I think for something like that, it's like the writing team probably had some sort of difficult time trying to like make a character work when it's like they didn't really fit in in a way. Like it's kind of what I'm getting from from those characters. He's more of a punching bag to the Warner siblings. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. I just put it simple. He's more of a a complete another punching bag towards him, towards these other siblings. It's like he's a guy that it's like. He's more of a straight man in the whole thing. And then the Warner siblings just drive him, drive him crazy. Now, Ralph, who is another character, he's supposed to be some sort of brain-dead cop <laughs> or brain-dead uh, security guard. Oh, hey, me. Sleeps all day, eat donuts, but, uh... And, of course, he's more of a bumbler. I he... can relate to that security guard part. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I feel the same way, too. I mean, I, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just like, eat being lazy and then i like oh shit i was supposed to do something <laughs> yeah you just lose track of time when you're just chilling and you got the ceo well and, and well in the 93 version and you got the reboot version yeah yeah in the 93 version you got mr plots who is a who voiced by uh frank welker he's more of a hard ass most of the time it's like how ceos are complete another hard ass yeah and so if you notice uh, Nora Narita has a huge portrait of plots in her office. Yes. And very good. And, and, and this comes to my theory. Since Miss Noria is the new CEO, what happened to Mr. Plots? Is he retired? Is he is he is he dead? Or <laughs> I just don't know. It's like it's like a whole mystery. The and world may never know. Exactly. And of course, if you look if you look at the reboot of the Animaniacs and when they filmed the show and when they do it and do it in Russia, go back to Hello Nurse. And it's like there is there is a reference with Hello Nurse in the Russia episode. I actually want to watch the like reboot of the Animaniacs. And given that, you know, I technically have all the free time in the world to actually binge watch that now, given that my job consists of watching cameras and doing nothing for eight hours. I would love to binge watch it since it, I think there's only what two seasons of the show so far. But I could probably I could probably get a general just to like what Animaniacs is like outside of like oh, yeah, things that I generally know. Hey, do you want to know a fun fact about the original Animaniacs? Yeah. Pinky's voice, Rob Bolton, took inspiration from classic British comedy Monty Python for Pinky's voice. Ooh. Oh yeah. <laughs> never, can, you can never go wrong with Monty Python. Yeah, I think I yeah. think that's probably one of the reasons why it was shown in the UK. <laughs> yeah, because everyone's just yeah. like, "Hey, Monty Python esque, let's go." So yeah, but when Pinky and the Brain came out, yeah, that was that's a major thing that I remember. That was a, I watched every single Pinky and the Brain episode that came on TV while I was growing up. So that was like the main like foray into Animaniacs uh, about the spin-offs of it. And of course, if you have like uh, Pinky, who was inspired by Monty Python, you also got the Brain. Who's more inspired by Orson Welles? Yeah, uh, yeah. Who is a legendary man who gave zero fucks at the end of his life, or <laughs> or getting closer to the end of his life? But man, was he a marvelous man! I know. <laughs> and if you have like all the characters, like it, it, it's just something that's kind of kind of shocking here. Uh, if you guys notice Julie Brown, right? Yeah, she voiced uh, Minerva Mink as well because. Because if you if you if you look back at the Tiny Toons episodes, there's a episode called Tiny Toons TV. You got Julie Brown, uh, Julie Bruin, 
voiced by Julie Brown. And then Julie Brown got uh, cast as Minerva Mink as well in Animaniacs. So if you don't know who Julie Brown is, yeah. She's one of those MTV uh, VJs back around in uh, late 80s, early early 90s. Oh, back when MTV used to play music. Yes, when, we, <laughs> when MTV played music, yeah. Yeah, played music and Beavis and Butthead and Daria and singled out. I, I won't. Good shows. Oh wait! In fairness, we can't we oh, can't yeah. forget about the live action shows that actually existed that were actually good, like you know Jackass and all of its spinoffs. Yes. <laughs> well, actually, since I, I don't want to get too off topic, something I want to ask is if you've watched um the new Animaniacs and the old Animaniacs, whoever um has watched it, I guess uh something I want to ask is like, what are some like noticeable besides the animation itself? What are some like noticeable differences between the two shows from the one in the nineties and the one like in the twenty twenties? The intro kind of acknowledges the fact that the ninety three version has a lack of diversity. How how so? Like like uh, what do you mean in the, like a lack of diversity? The lyrics to the, the lyrics to the intro include gender balanced, pronoun neutral, and ethnically diverse. Yeah. That, that sounds like the past. Yeah. That's the entrance of a reboot. Now, mind if I talk about Dot's character for a minute? Go ahead. Back around the 90s, Dot, she's supposed to be like the cute one and, you know, and she's more adorable and stuff. It's like, and of course, and you got Yakko as the leader of the group who, who take charge and all that stuff. And you got Wacko who is, you know, <laughs> the goofy one. Well, let's say in the in the in the reboot, Wacko's still the goofy person. And you got Yakko, who don't take too much charge l- like he used to. And you got Dot who is dominating the whole entire freaking show. I mean, if you look at the reboot where Dot saying about voters uh women rights stuff, and I I highly agree. It's more like he take more charge into the whole thing. And of course, there's an episode about manspreading, right? And he didn't dot it in the, the intro, never mansplaining. <laughs> and then uh, Yakko is like, you see, Dot, when a man, and then Dot cuts him off. And it's like, I don't need a man to, I don't need someone mansplaining about manspreading. Now, woman up and help me. <laughs> yeah, that part. <laughs> it's like that this is this is a change of character from dot and she like she's she she's she trying to be less of the cute one and she wants to take more charge than yakko i did notice that but i have to say i really welcome this change and i love it <laughs> and i freaking love it people complain about it and people be like omg uh she's oh my god it's the woke stuff i'll be like god no stop don't ruin yeah, it for I, me i hate people that oh it's too woke no it's not like these are topics that should be discussed but with the way animaniacs doing it doing it in such a way that it's not like in your face and everything but they're doing it they're adding humor to it while still having a message exactly like for example people are complaining about donald j trump uh being making fun of and you know what I don't, I don't give a fuck. He, yeah. He's a joke to begin with. Oh, and besides, did they also make fun of people like Bill Clinton back then? And of people course. like Bill Clinton and George Bush? Also, a complete sidetrack to this sidetrack. I literally just came back with a jar of Nutella and this is the first thing I come back to. 
<laughs> I, I, I want it to be really unpredictable, and then it's like, wow, I got I got unpredictable moment here just coming back. You got people on the internet complaining about how how these uh, certain changes are, and I'm sorry, it's like it's something that compares to the '90s to the 2000s, and people will be like, "Oh, our childhood's ruined." I was like, "No, it's not ruined. It's still the same. They still have the same yeah. humor than back in the '90s." Even though they have lack of cast, even though uh, even though they sh- they showcased uh, what just happened to the cast in the in one of the uh, reboots, one of the reboot episodes, it's like that's it. You there are a few changes. Even though some people, does anyone know anything about the changes of Pinky and the Brain? By the way, yeah, I, I, I knew never I liked was a... Pinky and the Brain. Unless I don't Pinky know why it just felt too lame for me to watch. <laughs> I love the Brain though. I, I don't know why they were just like one of those shows that came on after I came on from school. I was just sitting there watching it. Yeah, for me, I've only watched like bits and pieces of it, but I remember like next to nothing about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, same here. Well, to be honest, I, I just saw a few changes with Pinky and the Brain. Like for example, uh, back then, even though they they still had this whole goal of world domination, well, Brain has the, has a goal of world domination, and Pinky yeah. is just being silly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tomorrow night, Brain. And of course, and of course, looking back at it, Brain, he's well, Brain back then, he's more a bit lenient towards Pinky, but in the reboot, he's just being a complete another mind if I say it here. Dick. Thank you. <laughs> he's yeah, he was being a dick towards Pinky in the reboot. I could tell how it looks. I, I could I could like I could tell from the uh Original to the reboot, because I really grew up with anime I expected, and I still love it to this very day. But I can see the huge change between uh, the Pinky and the Brain character. Uh, one of the important things that Animaniacs did in U.S. television, like networks for you know Warner Brothers and Kids WB and all those channels, yeah, Kids WB, that the main competitor was the ABC Kids programs. But Animaniacs and Tiny Toon Adventures, when they came out, doubled the ratings of Darkwing Duck and Goose Troop that was on ABC. Awesome. <laughs> Never knew that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking up like the impact it had in uh, America. It didn't have that much of an impact here. It was just showing TV and people liked it. <laughs> so one thing I want I want to bring up about Animaniacs is that the executive producer for Anim- Animaniacs is a uh, S- Steven Spielberg. Wait, what? Yeah, yes. yeah. It, it, it says Steven Spielberg presents Animaniacs. That's like on yeah, the exactly. Screen. I exactly. Thought, I thought everyone wait, knew that. Wait, 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 That's wait, 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 on the wait, main wait. title screen. Wait, are we talking about the Steven Spielberg, the man who who made fucking Avatar? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. What do yeah. you mean? Yes. How did he? How did he get executive producer things for the for the show? How did he? How? Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Dear. Yeah, look at the Yeah, yeah. He was still presents Animaniacs. That's the full name of the actual show. Bro, Animaniacs is what people call it, but the actual full name is Steven Spielberg presents Animaniacs. The left side it's of just my like, brain just explode. Explain, someone explain. And also, also, you know what else? Steven Spielberg also presents Tiny Toon Adventures. Yeah, Tiny Toon Adventures. Yep. Okay. And and here's the reason why. Because I think Warner Brothers and of course you got showrunners like uh Tom Ruger, who uh, actually uh, 
came up with the uh, idea of it and then get uh, Steven Spielberg to become an executive producer of it. That and Another good way to know if you see something made by Steven Spielberg, look for the logo that says Amblem Inter- Entertainment. Exactly. That's yeah. basically Steven Spielberg parking his territory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, give, given, and, given that almost anything Steven Spielberg touches is going to be turned into gold, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah well, you got Raiders of the Lost Ark, or I think, I think he directed the entire, entire Indiana Jones trilogy and and Crystal Skull. I think and I Ava- go back and, look. and Avatar, which uh, some people loved it or hated, but I and, I, uh, I enjoyed it. And there's also uh, E.T. the Extraterrestrial, which I think that's his big directorial debut. And also, mind if I say say about the reboot of Animaniacs? Uh, you know the showrunner himself, Tom Ruger. Mm-hmm. He him? said that he said he doesn't like the reboot for some reason. What? Really? Yeah. He yeah, he well, he 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 has to take any part of the reboot and for some reason he heavily criticized the reboot. I'm sure so, I'm, I'm um, sure he'll give his reasons maybe in the future. Also yeah. Chase Chase Oh no! Wait, I take back what I said. It was. Yeah, I was going to correct you. I was going to correct you on that. I was about to say, Jaws and that ain't right. First Indiana Jones came out before ED. Yeah. And close account. And close account. My film history mixed up. I just thought of this. Imagine if the Animaniacs reboot instead of Steven Spielberg. What if it was Michael Bay? Oh God! Oh God! No! 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 Megan no, Fox! No! No. Megan Fox explosions and the American of flag. Reboot criticism. Oh, yeah. The animators kind of criticized their own reboots in the song "Rebooted." Guys, yeah. guys, if 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 Michael Bay uh, has the rights to Animaniacs, Megan Fox will play as Hello Nurse. <laughs> and there'll be an explosion <laughs> every really five minutes. I really don't want to imagine that. There will be an explosion every five minutes. There'll be an ad in every single scene, and you'll probably see one American flag at least once in the show. But the thing is that. And, a, and, a, and somehow they're going to have a lens flare. They, it just will. Go ahead, Jed. What if it was Quentin Tarantino? Uh, I was about to say, like, <laughs> oh. I would, wait, wait, wait. That would be, that would be interesting. It would Wait. be. It, it wouldn't be a kids show. It'd be. A, it'd be like something along the lines of Samurai Jack on Adult Swim. Guys, guys, yeah. guys, guys. Hideo Kojima presents Animaniacs. Oh my god! It, it, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> bro. W- w- one topic would be a whole season. But yeah, what I was about to say is Each that episode um, would be my fuck. Steven Spielberg has worked with Michael Bay before on huh. the Transformers. Oh boy. Dude, picture, picture Hideo Kojima presents Animaniacs. They're gonna mix no, uh, no, real no, life no, events. No, no, Mike, 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 Mike. Genji Ito. Who? <laughs> Have you heard of the Genji Ito connection? No. Oh, no. <laughs> Kenji Ito? Yeah. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. wait what if instead of Steven Spielberg, what if it was M. Night Shyamalan? What a twist! <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, but, but just imagine. I'm pretty sure there is probably out there someone has redrawn Animaniacs in Jinji Ito style. Dio, um, I don't know if I want to watch Animaniacs remade by the same guy who made this dumpster fire call The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to remember that. That was such a terrible... Guys, 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 guys. <laughs> Imagine Robert Zemeckis presents Animaniacs. Okay, 
First, <laughs> first of all, who was that? That's the guy who directed Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I've yeah. never seen oh, that movie. Lord. Oh, God. I haven't seen you... it? Oh, my God. No. You should. It's a good film, Dio. Guys, I, I, it's a really good. I know I'm showing my zoomer, but bro, I've never, I've never seen that ever in my life. Yo, I'm the eldest zoomer, <laughs> and I've seen Who Framed Roger I've Rabbit. Seen that. I, I suggest you guys you? watch it. I'm 21. How old are you? I turned 22 in January. I'm 21 too. Oh, I'm 22. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my! And... Oh my god! I'm the oldest. I'm the guy. Oh my god! He's How old are you again, Mike? <laughs> 39. 39! Micah's grandpa. Blue! Oh my god! <laughs> I, I'm getting old! Oh my god! What's going on? How long have I been in this time capsule? <laughs> <laughs> At least we have someone who grew up while the anime is on TV. Yeah, that's the original true. one. <laughs> yeah, like this picture just encapsulates what Jun Junji Ito does. Oh, now I remember. Uh, guys, Ooh. what if. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it might be that anime. Yes. What if. What Uva Ball? Get out of retirement and Who's... presents Animaniacs. Who this is guy's that? still even relevant. I don't know why. Then he'll make, then he'll make a $10,000 Kickstarter and didn't go too well. And then he'll drop the project and start complaining. Yeah, I know. I know about this <laughs> Kickstarter fiasco, but is he still even alive? I think. Is he probably. still even relevant? I don't know. I have to say, imagine if the Wayans brothers did Animaniacs. At least some people know who that is. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. Ina Ivory Reigns, uh, yeah, Sean, Sean and Marlon Wayans. Yeah. Uh, the whole entire Wayans family. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah, imagine just, just if, the Wayans family uh, presents Animaniacs. That'd be interesting. Imagine if George Lucas did Animaniacs. It would do amazing. Then he would sell it off to whomever, and then it's going to be on Disney, and then it's going to suck. And then it's going to be overhyped like <laughs> Mandalorian. I mean, what? I didn't say anything. Now, what, one thing for sure, if you guys are a wrestling fan, what if Vince Russo presents Animaniacs? Oh, no, no. Bro, I'm a wrestling fan, and if Vince Russo <laughs> did Animaniacs, bro, there would be a blank on a pole match every episode. Blank yeah. <laughs> on a pole no. match, a lot of swerves. As I listen here, bro, I'm the one who chooses all the choices here, all right, bro? I'm the one who made the Attitude Era. I, I don't know why. Stone, I thought you're... I'm the one creating Stone Cold, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why, but I thought you were about to say an Animaniacs starring Vin Diesel. Oh, <laughs> uh, baby, I got you. This, <laughs> this is basically the Warner Brothers versions of Space... Or no, this is basically... Were you about uh, to say Space Jam? Yeah, I was, I was about to say, this is great value Space Jam. <laughs> no, this is going to be Animaniacs oh, featuring Animaniacs Fast and Furious. Animaniacs Space Jam. Bro, if Vince Russo, like... Did anything to do with Animaniacs? We just put him in in it and put himself as the leader, like he did with the WCW title. Yeah. At, at least at least he would be gone within the next week. <laughs> gone gone the next few months and uh, call out Hulk Hogan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> brother. Yeah, he would just call. He just call him a bald it's, bastard. He's a bald <laughs> bitch. Kiss my ass, bro. <laughs> that goddamn politician Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Uh, Vince you can't Russo. beat me because nothing's because nothing's stronger than family, brother. <laughs> oh my God, Vin Diesel as Hulk Hogan it is a the scary sight to see. <laughs> like oh, Vince Russo, Vince Russo is, is the guy that that booked David Arquette to win the title. Yep. Yeah. 
Although, in fairness, Dave Arquette's doing pretty good for himself in GWC. Or GCW, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. He's doing good in the indies. Yeah. I mean, so we're sidetracking super hard back to the Indie Maniacs. I know! What do you guys says where you'll just get sidetracked? I get sidetracked. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh my god, this is my fault for being sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, who's the first person to say Imagine Animania directed by this person? Oh shit, that was me. (laughs) 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 Uh, What are we talking about again? Animaniacs. Yeah, okay. um... We're talking about like the difference between the past and the present. Beside the the intro, like what are some other things? I think it's something story because I brought up uh, Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And also, we come with good uh, comparisons between the reboots and 93 version. Yeah. And basically, I really enjoyed like It's like, even though I do like both versions and everything, we compare, I like compare both of them, and especially with Pinky and the Brain, who are, well, let's just say <clears throat> Brain himself, who's more abusive towards Pinky in the uh, 2020 version. And of course, you got Dot, who is more dominant and... Uh, in the 2020 version as well. I mean, I do like to change his change the character of Dot. And you have like brain more of a dick towards Pinky even further. Yeah. And I will say this right now, I do agree with with this um that some people do do it's like here's the thing. There are people out there who are complaining and complaining about the uh the changes and stuff because how how work how woke it is because they talk about diversity and yeah SG, and that that word i'm not trying my best not to say that word because because f that word up the wazoo because i am not saying that term I, because I, I just prefer keyboard warriors yeah no i'm no i'm talking about yeah keyboard warriors or better yet pe- people are like oh it's just pandering to the diverse warriors yeah, there you go. Yeah, I was like, no. I was like, no. Talking about the acronym that's close to an S. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. This is pandering. But again, this is this is not the nineties. The show rebooted in like this era, so it has to follow this era. Like it's progressive. That's why I like the humor in it as well, because the humor is a more what's the word. Dry. More cynic, more cynical, more dry, more self-aware. Like before, they are self-aware, but now, like the like a greater emphasis, like the self-aware, what's going on around. I can say if hello, if if they bring now, it's going to be a big if because there's going to be no, because there's no way. But if Hello Nurse comes back and uh, she she becomes a secret agent known as Agent of Hubba, and again, if she comes back again and she still wears a leotard, here's a suggestion to these people who whining about these types of things don't be a creep yeah i just i can't help but think of the radiohead song from that <laughs> <laughs> i gotta break the tension uh, somehow because every time because it feels like we're getting yeah. tense talking about this i gotta break yeah. the tension somehow yeah but also also one thing i like is the anim- it's, it's like the animation styles they put like the difference like in the episodes four of the reboot I the remember they, style animations. Yeah, I was gonna say, wasn't there an episode where like they had like an anime theme to it? 
Yes, yes, there it is. yes, the anime style. Yes. And here's the thing. There is the anime style and oh my god. And people are good. going go, going crazy over the anime version of Dot. Uh, yeah. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of creepy to be honest. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. We're just, we're going on just, to Aaron E. Shirt's territory, guys. And it's like no. No, I just <laughs> wanna say something. It's a reboot, not shocked by shot remake. I, I I will say this because I, I feel like the, because whenever like, people hear the word reboot, they just expect a shot by shot remake. Well, I, well, um, well. I think not only that. There's some like when we bring up reboots, there is the issue of like well, sometimes reboot will get mixed with remake, and it makes people go, oh god, like how is this gonna be changed and all that. So not only that, it's like here we are in 2021. Our I feel like 2020 and 2021 have been kind of like the years of like reboots and remakes. So it's like, I guess that's why people are probably also a little like a little like fatigued about it. Cause it's also like, we know they're going to have some changes and it's going to be a lot modern in the, in the it's going to be a little bit modern or pretty or very modern. So I guess that's probably why people are like, yeah, we're getting tired of like the whole reboot, like the whole reboot remake trend trend that's been going on. Since like really 2019, if 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 I'm honest, I think in 2020 it just it got it got a little out of hand. If I'm being honest, exactly. Yeah, and I, I I will say Animaniacs. From what I know, at least for the for the reboot, I don't really have I don't really have anything good or bad to say about it because I haven't seen much of it. But yeah. from what I have seen, it's like it does seem pretty enjoyable. And given that my humor spans very vast, because I am one, I am the people of I don't care if I find it funny. I'm gonna laugh. If I, I think it'd probably be a show that does seem meant for me, regardless of what kind of humor it's going for. Yeah, but yeah, I get the people like being skeptical of the remakes because, like, I've experienced like being hyped for a remake and then like it's just not delivering. Mm-hmm. And like, that's kind of like what the stigma is for remakes because more often than not, they don't deliver on the premise. But when but like people always keep that uh, air doubt, like skepticism, whenever a remake is announced, because they say, "Oh, it's going to be too different." But what they need to think about the remake is that, like it's a show originally came in the eighties. The world is a completely different place to how it was in the eighties. Yeah, like like ideas and stuff have changed. Yeah, so like, the show is going to change with that. Yeah, like a good example is like. Like even though this is not a a cartoon, this is a movie. But like a movie like Revenge of the Nerds, it was released in nineteen eighty four. A lot of the things that happened in the in that movie, or even in the second part in ninety in eighty five, would not fly in today's time because, you know, exactly. And that's a that's a that's some um, because and don't get me wrong, I love watching Revenge of the Nerds. It was one of the first eighty movies I watched, even though I was fifteen watching it. And I. Or actually, no, I was younger. I, it's a it's a movie not meant for kids, but I still watch it because I found it entertaining. But watching it in today's lens, I'm like, eh, none of this stuff would fly. But it's still a surprisingly good movie, despite it being quite outdated. But I guess the best thing to say is it's something of of its time. So it's like that's why Revenge of the Nerds probably wouldn't get a if it get a remake, it would be very modern. Same thing with Animaniacs because it's a show from the '90s. It's not gonna have that same '90s edge to it. It's gonna have a more 2020 feel to it because society changed in 20 years or 30 yeah, years, well, nearly 30 yeah, years. Yeah, another thing like another reboot that people 
I've read that people get upset because it's too different. I'm like, yeah, it's the same characters, but in the future, it, it, it's like the, the iCarly reboot. Like, uh, yeah, hmm. of course it's going to change. It is at the well, at yeah. best. Okay. It isn't at best. But yeah, I, it's yeah. like a. I've never seen it. I want to watch it, but yeah. like I don't, I don't see anything wrong with it because it's like, yeah, of course it's gonna be different because you know it's been like ten years and it's like that's yeah. actually reasonable and it's like more adult thing. So it's like, I mean, you'd think people would enjoy it, but then it's like people are not enjoying it. It's like, isn't this what we wanted? <laughs> also, also like another reboot that people are skeptical of is a uh, Ren and Stimpy. Whoa, 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 whoa! You just piqued my yeah. interest. There's gonna be a Ren and Stimpy re- reboot. Yeah, on August 5th, uh, Comedy oh Central God, announced... Oh my God, is that Yeah, Wait. on August 5th, Comedy Central oh. announced that they had greenlit a revival of the series. It would be a Comedy Central. Now, one question, is it going to be without John K? Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah good. he's gone. Is he's it, good. Isn't John... Wait, I know John K created the show. Isn't he also the reason why the show kind of, like, killed itself? Because he did the yeah, adult... Yeah, because of what um, he did. Because yeah, the, of what he did. The adult, um, yeah, the adult theme, the adult he, cartoon variant. No, exactly. He, he did the mini lad. The, the, the what? If you know what's happening to mini lad, yeah. Yeah, he. Yeah, 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 yeah. He pulled a lion maker. Yeah, he he did a he did a naughty that would be not okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. I do wonder how Ren and Stimpy would go in modern day because. Boy, that show—it was a spicy meatball in the in the nineties. Uh, can we go back to Animaniacs? Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when reboots comes in. Hopefully, season two will be a thing as well. Hopefully, I will definitely go and enjoy what. Uh, hopefully, that uh, the reboots of Animaniacs will turn out good. It's like I, I got much to say and no comparisons whatsoever about it. The change of personalities of the Warner siblings from the original to the new one. Because the personality now is that they're more like mature in a way. Like they are the voice of reason in the show. Yeah. Which is like one of the weird aspects, but it it works with the reboot and the topics they discuss. Yeah, it's like the original one, they were just like, you know, chaotic and you know, random crazy stuff. But now they're like you know, more yeah, mature. That's not the only way I can describe this. Yeah. Exactly. I don't have much to say about Animaniacs other than I'm interested to see where it could progress. I'd love to see both the original and the modern day versions of them. But other than that, I think it's a it's quite an interesting show. It obviously has a lot of a lot of impact in society, and it does have a lot of impact in like pop culture. And um, I do wonder how things are going to go. And yeah, that is true. Like in Animaniacs, like these are reboot. Yeah, they're more mature because. I guess if you were to put it in the context of like what the nineties were, like it's like, oh, they're more like kid characters and it's like for today's time they're like kinda of like a teenage audience, maybe pushing the boundaries of like a young adult audience. So it's like, yeah. But it's not like pushing the the boundary of like it's about to be like a rated like like a not like rated well they kinda of like rated R like show. So it's like, yeah. So it's like it's it, it's kind of, it's kind of like it's gonna be different when it's like yeah because again the times but it's also like yeah the personality is gonna change over time they can't stay the same you know 20 30 years later I hate the argument when people say oh it's a kids show it should not have these topics but these are the topics that like the way they go about the topics is the right way to teach the younger generation about the topics to help them in this day and age like this generation in this day and age 
uh, where there's more emphasis on equality, there's more emphasis on you know not making the same mistakes as the past, there's more emphasis on these things. But the scary part about this emphasis is the way to teach them without being overly sensitive or overly you know harsh on these topics. Yeah, like over the top. That's yeah. why I like the the new way that they're going with it. In a way, they're in a way they're trying to like make not like make it like in your face, but they're trying to like make it like subtle enough that it's like you you get the idea when you get older, or like you get the idea like right out the box instead of like it'll be in your face like, it, like it's like it's yeah. it's a bit much kind of. Yeah, it, it it's not overwhelming. Yeah. Well, that's it, and that's all. So thanks for tuning in to Tunecasters, guys. If you wanted to listen to more compelling podcasts, make sure to check out allagesofgeek.com. And that's all. Just tune in for more Tunecasters. And we'll see you all in the next episode, depending on who's the host.